Retire your overplayed playlist. You'll never hear the same mix twice on AMP. AMP is a free live radio app where anyone can hop on the mic and play the music they love. So you can discover new-to-you playlists as they're made. Download AMP. That's A-M-P in the App Store. You lead a busy life. The last thing you have time for is shopping, prepping, and cooking a healthy, homemade meal. With Chef, enjoy authentic meals freshly prepared by the best local cooks in your community and delivered to your door. No prepping, no cooking, no subscription necessary. It's one less thing to worry about after a long day without sacrificing the quality of a homemade meal. Schedule your meals with a local cook at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. Welcome to Hot Off The Mess, a podcast from The Dip. I am your host, Samantha Bush, but you can call me Sam. You may know me as Bravo Historian on Instagram, and as usual, I'm breaking down this week's Bravo headlines and talking any other pop culture that comes to mind. And this week, I'm going to be doing things a little differently starting off outside of the Bravo universe because I just have a couple things that I just need to get off my chest, and then we're going to get into some breaking Bravo news and talking about the Beverly Hills season premiere, the state of Roni and Dallas, so let's get started. So this week, I'm going to Dallas. I leave Thursday. And I was like, okay, I'm going to treat myself and I'm going to buy a couple, you know, new things to wear, you know, because I'm vaccinated, fully vaccinated, and I'm going to be going to dinner. I'm going to be seeing my friends that I haven't seen in a long time. So I took myself to the mall and I haven't been to the mall in over a year, probably almost honestly two years. I haven't been inside of a mall um, because I just shop online and like, you know, whatever. So I am shopping. I went into five different stores and I feel so out of touch with what the young kids are wearing. And I'm in that weird age right now where, you know, I don't feel like a full grown adult like really happens until you're 30, but I'm almost there. I'm 28. So I'm like, I want to still look cute and trendy, but also not like I'm trying to be like a TikToker. You know what I'm saying? And you guys, the clothes that I that are on trend right now, I feel they make me feel ancient and they also make me feel they let's just say this. They they point out the covid weight. Uh everything is a bra. Everything is a bralette or as Jill Zarin calls it, a bra. Everything's a bra. I was like Okay, I know high-waisted jeans are in right now. I refuse to accept the fact people are wearing low-rise jeans. Refuse. I'm not even acknowledging it. But so I'm like, okay, maybe like a high-waisted jean with this shirt. But it's like, my left tail will be hanging out. I put it on and I was like, are you kidding me? Like, Sonia said it in this episode of Roni this week. She pointed out Ebony's arm boob. And I have arm boobs. I have grown a full set of arm boobs in COVID and these trends right now are just, it's killing me. Everything has flowers on it. Everything is like this thin material and it's, it's a fucking pasty. I was shook. I was like, I just want a cute shirt. I just want a cute shirt. I don't want to be wearing a bra out to dinner. And also the little bags, I'm not, I don't understand the little bags. I think I think the fashion trends right now, this is the problem. This is it. I've, okay, I think I pinpointed the problem. 
the fashion trends right now are for Instagram. They are for TikTok. They are for not real life. These trends are not for real people. I cannot imagine seeing a woman, a grown-ass woman, living her life with a full set of arm boobs, walking down the street in a tiny little shirt like this with a tiny little bag and a fucking scrunchie. I, I just don't get it. I'm like, where is she going? Where is this woman going? Not going anywhere I need to go. I'm just trying to go to brunch. I'm just trying to get some fucking eggs benedict with mimosa with my girls. I'm not trying to like take photos in front of a fucking mural to post on Instagram. That is not what I'm trying to do. I just want to feel comfortable. I want to feel sexy, confident. And I was not getting that vibe. The trends right now are just not for women with body issues, I feel like. And that's me. I was disturbed. And this has nothing to do with the fact that like, these shirts are quote unquote like revealing because like I don't give a fuck like if that's what you want to wear that's totally fine but I just can't imagine like seeing real people in these clothes like just walking about I went into a Zara I had to leave because I was like where the fuck are these people going it was like 70s very vibrant prints like super cute like I was totally on board with the colors and everything that's happening. But the shirts, I'm not joking. One of them was just a square with two strings on the back. The strings are not attached except for to the top of the square. So you have to somehow wrap yourself up. And I'm just not doing that. I'm too fucking lazy. I will stick to my Nene Leaks uniform, the white tee and the jeans, and, you know, maybe throw on a pair of gold hoops and call it a fucking day because that look is just not for me. And also, do these women that wear these things, like, not have back fat? You know who these clothes are made for? And this is literally no shade to her because she can pull it off perfectly, is Paige DeSorbo from Summer House. Like, that's who's wearing these clothes. Me? I grew arm boobs and my mother looked at me at her birthday brunch two weeks ago and just goes, your boobs are huge. And I go, thank you. And she goes, where did they even come from? I go, I don't know, mom. I don't know where they fucking came from. They probably came from Uber Eats. I probably ordered them because they're gigantic. The thing is, is like, I'm really getting on a body image rant right now. There's a part of me that like kind of loves this extra weight that I've put on. I kind of love it. Like, I kind of am really into having boobs. I've never had them before. Um, they're kind of fun. They they make you feel very sexy. But I've learned there are certain things I can't wear that I used to be able to wear um, without looking like a bus of cannabis gets. They bulge out. It's absurd. And even my friends are like, where did your ass come from? Never had one before. The walls were envious of how flat I was. I There was nothing to me. And so I'm kind of embracing this new body. But at the same time, the the way the world is going there, I don't know how I could ever have the confidence and the fucking balls, basically, to wear these clothes. And that's that on that. I mean, I don't love the idea of being an almost 30-year-old woman in a white crop top with embroidered butterflies on it. Like, that's just giving me some weird vibes, and I feel like it brings up, like, 
the fetishizing of like young girls and the fact that like we're taking clothes that like literal children are wearing and like throwing them on grown women and being like make this work bitch because like this is what we like and it's like actually does anyone actually like these clothes I feel like I feel crazy I feel fucking crazy because also there is not a medium in fucking sight not a medium shirt I was looking for a medium shirt everything was you know teeny tiny like I don't even think my areola could be covered in one of these shirts or it was like hanging down to my labia like there was literally no in between and it's a struggle. Also, I struggle with summer fashion anyways because I just love fall and winter clothes. Like I love coats and hats and gloves, all of it. So maybe maybe that's my problem. Also, coming back into the world with a brand new body uh, is a, it's a journey. I'm just really struggling right now, to be completely honest. I hope other people out there can relate. There was also this tweet that came out the other day that made me laugh. It was like, the CDC gave us no fucking countdown. It's all of a sudden, we're back in the world. Like, they could have gave us some warning. Again, no one knows what's going on. But my my trip to Dallas will be fun. You guys will probably, if you follow my Instagram, you'll be seeing some drunken journeys. Um, one time, the last time I was there, this is a quick, quick story. I've been rambling on about this. But, so I'm from Michigan. Obviously, if you don't know that, uh, I'm from Detroit and I went to visit my friend in Dallas and we're out at this bar. This was like two or three years ago. And I see these grown ass men with gold rings. They all have gold rings on. They're all pinky rings too. I was so confused. So I just like walked up to one of these dudes and I was like, what the fuck are these rings? Why are you all wearing these rings? Apparently it's like a Texas A&M ring and it's like this big thing. I, I insulted them and I really didn't mean to. So I'm sorry if you went to Texas A&M, you have a gold ring, pinky ring. My bad. Didn't know. We don't wear those up here. Men do not wear pinky rings in Michigan. Everyone's like either a farmer or a hockey player. No one's wearing pinky rings. Just one more thing I want to talk about really quickly before we get into the shows. BravoCon is coming back October 15th to the 17th in New York City. And I honestly, I almost threw up because I was so excited. I was like, I've been waiting for this announcement. I've been trying to figure out like, are they going to have one this year? Are they going to wait for 2022? Which is kind of a crazy year to say out loud. Um, Doesn't really roll off the tongue. I just wasn't sure. And then Andy Cohen posted on his Instagram that BravoCon is back, baby. And if you're thinking about going, if you're if you're on the fence, I promise you it will be the best experience of your life because you will never be surrounded by that many Bravo fans that genuinely love all of the things that you love ever again. Like you'll probably cry. I remember when I walked in, I was like, holy shit, first of all, it's super organized. I remember making fun of it a little bit last time because I was like, is it going to be the fire Festival of, you know, BravoCon? Like, are they going to give us, like, weird lunch meat sandwiches? Like, I just really wasn't sure what to expect. I went in thinking this is going to be a nightmare. Okay, it wasn't at all. It was so organized, so organized. Everyone working the event was so nice. I love that they had different locations 
for like they had the Housewives Museum and they had like a smaller venue like for different panels and then there was like a brunch and then there was a pump rules thing at night like a club thing that I didn't go to because I have anxiety so I didn't attend that I was in bed eating chicken nuggets while Steve faces by Bravo was like out dancing his life away also really funny story I met Steve in person at BravoCon so him and I have been friends for years um, through the housewives world and you know Facebook Instagram that kind of stuff and so we kind of started our accounts at the same time and then we were like well, that would be so cool if we met in real life at BravoCon okay not only were we meeting for the first time at BravoCon but <laughs> we were sleeping in the same bed and the shower was basically it was like that foggy glass so you could see the outline of someone's body but like you couldn't fully see, you know, every nook and cranny. And within 10 minutes, Steve had seen my entire naked body in the shower because I had just gone off the flight, got there, and he was like, okay, we're going and we're having drinks with Bronwyn and Emily Simpson and like a couple other people. And I was like, okay. Knowing in my head that I have talked um, a lot of shit about Orange County and I just want what I want women of – you know, the house I was basically to know is that it's always coming from a place of love unless you're Kelly Dodd. Like, I don't fuck with you like that. But so we go up to the bar, like the rooftop bar um, of our hotel and Bronwyn comes in with Emily. You know, Emily's limping. She just got a new hip, like a fresh hip, literally two weeks prior. So that was interesting. She looked great. Um, She wasn't that friendly, I will say. She was a little uh, more reserved. Um, but she was probably on painkillers and she's probably like, why the fuck am I here? I just got a new hip. Uh, very weird. But so Bronwyn sits down, says hello. And then she looks at me and she's like, oh, you're the girl that hates us. I was like, what? I was like, um, <laughs> okay, correction. I don't hate you, Bronwyn. I just like didn't really love the direction the show was going. And that was the year Tamara was still on, but I think Vicky was gone and so that was kind of weird. I was like, okay, like, I don't know who you think you are. Like, you're not my favorite, but I'm not going to, like, look at you and be like, yeah, I fucking hate you. Like, that would be weird. So I was like, okay. And then we're all drinking, having a good time, and then we end up going to the Boom Boom Room, which I felt like very New York at the Boom Boom Room. I was like, this is super fucking cool. Everyone's, like, having a good time dancing. It feels like it's 1 a.m. It's literally 9.30 p.m., and Bronwyn like pulls me in and starts dancing with me. And then she like tries to kiss me. And I was like, no, no, no. No, I got to go. Like I looked at Steve. I was like, Steve, I got to get the fuck out of here. I don't know what is happening. So I was like, I'm going to leave. My phone is dead. I had to hail a taxi. It was unreal. Also, I'm like, oh, you know. I'm not from New York. I am from the mid-fucking-west, okay? I got in this taxi. My phone is dead. And I look at the man, and I go, okay, I'm at the Moxie Hotel. And he's looking at me like, get the fuck out of my taxi. Like, where am I taking you? Apparently, you have to give them streets. Had no idea. I was like, I don't know what streets this is on. So then I had to get out of the taxi. I had to run to the front, like, the valet guys, and I had to ask them. And I was like, will you Google this really quick on your phone and tell him? So then, thank God he helped me, but oh, God. And then I spent the rest of the night eating uh, chicken nuggets in bed. I had, like, honey mustard, like, dripping down my chin. I was thriving. I was watching old episodes of New York. I was very 
you know, I was feeling, I was feeling good, you know. I was kind of flattered that Bronwyn wanted to kiss me. Sean was like, what? And I was like, oh, okay. Very awkward. We never discussed it ever again. But that was my BravoCon, you know, that was my experience. And I highly recommend everyone go. It's really incredible, honestly. And you see like different panels and, or I mean, I don't know what they're doing this year, but at the one that I went to, they had different panels. You know, they had a New Jersey panel, New York panel hosted by, you know, like uh, Dave Quinn hosted one, uh, Bryce Sander hosted one, Gibson Johns hosted one. I think Danny Pellegrino hosted a panel or he was like on a panel. I don't remember, but it was so good. And I hope they fucking give our Atlanta girls the respect they deserve because there was two panel rooms. One was like in the big theater and that's like where the Beverly Hills girls had theirs, which was awful. Steve and I left midway through because we couldn't handle it. It, Erica was just pissing us off with her bullshit responses and she acted like she didn't want to be there. I'm like, girl, relax, get over yourself. Uh, So we were like, this is sucks. Let's go to Chipotle. And then he, you know, shamed me for eating a burrito. He was like, I haven't seen someone eat a burrito in a long time. I go, yeah, because you live in LA. I eat burritos every fucking day of my life. Swimmies. The Atlanta girls got like a smaller room. And I was just like, I don't like that because they have the highest ratings of any housewife show. I'm like, what the fuck? Why are they not getting the respect they deserve? And when Portia Williams, she had a um, a cast on her foot at this time. She was in a wheelchair. So she like wheeled, she was wheeled on stage. And I thoroughly enjoyed that because it was just incredible. I also hope like more OGs come. I hope like Nene Leakes comes. Maybe, you know, that would be really fun. I don't think she will because she's like kind of shitting all over Bravo right now. What I hope they do again is they make the ladies who have feuds across other cities basically confront each other on stage. And it's incredible. It gives you a rush. Oh, it's so good when Ramona and Vicky had to have the confrontation of like, which housewife franchise really put the housewives on the map iconic oh and then frederick last time got wasted and then made out with andy on the stage like all it was really random and everyone's faces like was just shook it was so good so that's that i hope everyone goes um i don't know when tickets are going on sale as soon as i find out i will let everybody know so set your alarms for that Here's to the great American settlers, the millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, hey, I'm no settler, I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today. This just in while we're recording this podcast, there is a battle of Instagram captions going on in the Real Houses of New Jersey universe. Um, (laughs) So the reunion for New Jersey is tonight. And in promoting that, the women, you know, I believe are told, like, please post about this, like, post stills from the reunion with like a quick like 
little little reminder to your fans and followers that you should watch. Well, Melissa, <laughs> I don't know why. I just find this to be so funny. Just imagining these two women, you know, who are mothers, wives, businesswomen, you know, women of the community creating these captions just makes me laugh. And this is why I love this shit so much because it just never stops giving. Like the moment you think, what do these women have left to give us? It's like, oh, fuck load. So bear with me. I tried to think of how to shorten this to make it a little short and sweet to give you the gist, but I don't know if I can do that because it's, it's very good. Okay. Melissa starts. Tonight, The Real Houses of New Jersey reunion. I've been reading all of your comments and I know how much you loved last season. Believe me, we are on them for it being such a short one, meaning that it was a really short season and it shouldn't have been, which whatever, that's fine. I feel like I would rather the season be shorter and more like filled with drama like this one was rather than like a 26 episode season where literally nothing happens. But okay, anyways, we're back. Notice I posted everyone except for one person who I feel is truly happy when family and friends are divided. Now she posted 10 photos and none of them had Jennifer Aiden in it. She cropped her. Um, (laughs) Okay. Probably because she would throw her own mother under the bus for TV or if it would make Teresa happy. I've been on the show a long time and I know fake and conniving when I see it. When you don't comfort someone at all and they constantly try to put you down and are trying to cause rifts in your relationships, that's a huge red flag. Insert red flag emoji. Um, Then in all caps, she says, envy, baby. They might want to try to be the fun, tipsy one like you, but they fail and just look sloppy. Nail polish emoji. You know, the one like with the hands on the nail polish. Lots of skeletons in the closet over there. I'm nice until I'm not. You will see it. I love you all. Thank you for your support. Always heart. (laughs) Okay. All right. First of all, I love her use of emojis. It's really great. And I love how the end is like, thank you all. Love you all so much. It's like, girl, you just ripped, ripped this girl. Okay. Next, we have Jennifer Aiden. So this is Jennifer's response to Melissa. Just a couple photos. She doesn't do 10 photos. It's just like a selfie. Maybe um, there's a photo of her and Bill. And then she says, now I have to read all of this one for sure because it's so good. Take a good look at what Unbothered looks like. I'm on this show because of me, not my sister-in-law or a more entertaining husband. My husband is a class act who respects women and would never stoop low for cameras. I guess people envy what they don't have. I share real and authentic stories, not fake made-up ones. And I see that some people are threatened by that. You can take your quote-unquote sloppy comments and run with it all you want. Hold on to it for dear life. You got nothing else. Your group is infested with a snake that talks behind all of your backs and you're just salty and boring to boot. So careful with all that reach. You're going to pull a muscle. She ate Melissa's ass right the fuck up. I read it like four times on the escalator in Nordstrom's today. I could not even believe like this is even taking place. First of all, I just want to comment on the fact that she capitalized the word salty and she also capitalized boring to boot. I don't know why she did that, but I found it very interesting. 
Um, and I believe the snake she's referring to is Margaret. Not that I think Margaret's a snake. Um, but I know Jennifer and Marge like really go head to head at this reunion. And then you think that's the end of it. It's not. Then Jennifer follows up and says, fake is as fake does. So this is an Instagram post. And she posts, so that's the caption. And then she says, Melissa Gorga, it's an article. Melissa Gorga caught selling fake Chanel bags in Envy Boutique. It's like, no shit. Okay. Obviously, no one's selling Chanel at Envy in New Jersey. Like, that's just not happening. So anyways, Jennifer takes that down and then puts on her Instagram story, okay, that was a low blow. I'm done now. And I want to enjoy watching the reunion with everyone else. It's like, you just accused her of selling fake Chanel bags. And now she's like, oh, just kidding. Everything's fine. Just make sure you tune in tonight. It's like, wait a damn minute. What is happening? And I know that there was some, a little bit of going back and forth in the comments uh, between the two of them as well. Melissa says, yeah, this is getting old. I wasn't expecting this. There's nothing ever about you and your storylines. And then Jennifer replies and says, wow, you really are stupid. Um, (laughs) uh, Then, you know, Jennifer makes comments about Melissa's like fake sister and the fake baby storylines. And um, yeah, I mean, they really are just the gift that keeps on giving. And that's what I love about Housewives is like I said, you think – you're going to have a slow news day and, you know, the housewives take to Instagram and they get fucking buck wild. I don't know. And now let's get into Beverly Hills. Um, I have to say, I feel invigorated. I feel renewed. I feel refreshed. I feel true renewal by Ramona Singer. I, I feel like we were in a downward slope with Beverly Hills for a while. And now I feel like we are ticking back up the roller coaster because I'm just here for it all. Like Kyle got a nose job. Uh, I love that she showed that on camera. Um, A lot of women wouldn't. And I like that she basically admitted like, yeah, it was a little crooked and I wanted to get a little refresh. Apparently something hit her in the face on the set of the Halloween movie. And then we meet Crystal. So Crystal is the newest housewife. She is friends with Kathy Hilton, who I am fucking obsessed with. Like, she's just wacky. There is a moment that made me laugh so hard and it is when Garcelle walks into the barbecue yeah! oh my god oh my god how are you good how wait I thought you? you were Kyle <laughs> they looked at her like wait what and Garcelle was like you know that doesn't that doesn't happen too often um that people confuse me for Kyle Richards and so then Dorit pulls Kathy aside and they're just laughing and Dorit just so earnestly goes. So what exactly do you see? The hair and the pink and the mouth. Your eyes are really bad, aren't they? Yeah. And they were just laughing about it. And I'm just like, the fact you thought Garcelle was your sister. (sighs) No. No, 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 no. It, oh my God, it was so fucking hilarious. I just loved it because it was just like a really wacky moment that I really appreciate in a housewife. So hopefully Kathy gets a diamond next year. Like one can only hope. And then we see Rinna and Garcelle, they go to dinner together. And this is the first time they're seeing each other since the reunion where Rinna basically like skinned Denise Richards alive for, you know, allegedly finger blasting 
uh, what's her face? Brandy. So Garcella pretty much is just like, listen, I don't trust you. I don't like the way that you treated your friend. Um, and, you know, Rinna's whole thing is like, own it, own it, own it, honesty, whatever. But my question is, is she going to hold Erica to that same standard this year with the whole honesty thing? Because I don't know if Erica will be that honest about what's going on with her and Tom, but one can only hope we get to see, you know, things go down. And I also love the little foreshadowing moments between Tom and Erica, because there's this moment in Erica's closet where I believe Mikey lives. Also, Mikey has a very new haircut. It's very jarring. And he brings out this like diamond necklace and the ring and he just goes, oh, yeah, this is from the Erica Girardi collection or or capsule collection or some bullshit like that. And I'm just like, that is so awkward because it's like she has all those things because her husband allegedly got them from orphans and widows. And that's Dorit's quote from the trailer. So that was interesting to me. Uh, I also find Sutton and Garcelle to be a dynamic duo, one that I'm very here for. You know, it's because it's so unexpected. I really didn't know what to expect from them. But they're besties. And even even Garcelle was like, Sutton's kind of weird, but I kind of like it. And I'm like, yeah, that's the whole fucking point. Oh, how the fuck did I forget this? <gasps> okay. Dorit comes over to Garcelle's house. Now, I believe Dorit and Garcelle are friends. I don't think they're like close buddies because Dorit has become besties with Kyle Richards and Garcelle and Kyle are not friendly with each other. I don't want to, okay, I don't want to say they're not friendly, but they're definitely not friends. And Dorit shows up at Garcelle's house. Garcelle looks beautiful in this Chanel outfit. She's got these bobby pins in, which, you know, is a Dorit staple. So it was like a little nod to Dorit. Remember that one reunion when Dorit showed up with like 3,700 bobby pins in her hair? It was so good. It was such a look. So she shows up and she tells Dorit that, oh yeah, I had dinner with Lisa Rinna. And they were talking, going back and forth. And she says, you know, I just don't know if I trust her. And Dorit just is like, yeah, no, I totally understand. I had the same experience. And then they do the flashback to the, were people doing coke in your bathroom? And Garcelle goes, well, do you trust her now? And then there's just this pause. And that said it all. And then Garcelle is showing Dorit around her house and she shows her the fish tank. Can I introduce you? Please introduce the me. The black and white one is Dorit because look at her. Fabulous style. So fashionable. Right? The regular goldfish is Kyle. Uh, <laughs> why is Kyle a goldfish? It's ordinary. Oh, my God. I was living for that because it's just like a little moment. It, it wasn't even shady. It was just outwardly like, yeah, I don't fuck with her like that. Uh, it was so good. And it just makes me so excited for the rest of the season. Like, what else are we going to get from these two? And then the, the Erica Jane of it all. It's just I think we're going to see Erica in a vulnerable state. That's all I'm going to say about that. So over the past couple weeks, I have posted about this on Twitter and on Instagram, but I just feel like I can't adequately like get my real thoughts and opinions across in 160 characters or less about where I stand with our beloved Roni now. 
I could watch these women do anything. I could watch them sit at a table and get drunk on wine for eternity. Like it will always make me laugh. But this year there's like this darkness to it with Sonia. And I'm only saying this because I love her so much and I want the best for her. I feel like I'm Luann because I think Luann and Ramona genuinely love her and again, want the best for her. But there's something going on with her that has been going on for like 13 years that needs to be addressed. Um, She needs to not be drinking. And that's the truth. And I just, I don't know how much longer I can sit and watch the same thing every single year with Sonia. Like, I don't know how much longer I can watch her cry over a marriage that she's actually been divorced longer than she was married. I'm like, can we move on? Like there are ghosts and spirits of the Morgan family living in that townhouse that just haunt her because this woman is such a light in the world. And when she's in that townhouse, she becomes like a different person. It's giving me like flowers in the attic. It I just hate it. I hate seeing her like this. We saw it last year, but we had Dorinda and Ramona like really looking deeper into why she's behaving this way. And this year I feel like Ramona is so fucking exhausted. And frankly, I'm exhausted as well. Second thing I want to say, we need to stop blaming Leah and Ebony for why Roni isn't doing, well, I don't want to say not doing that well. I feel like, again, It's such a beloved franchise that it's probably hard to welcome in new people. So maybe that's why there's this like hatred towards Leah and Ebony. I'm not sure. A lot of my friends don't like Leah. I personally don't mind her. I like the fact that she stands up to Ramona and Ramona like tries to pull off her like normal antics where she is just absolutely absurd and abrasive and rude and insane. And Leah's just not about it. She's not standing for it. And I respect that. I don't think this whole Heather storyline is going to go where Leah thinks it's going to go. I think she thinks it's going to, people are going to be on her side because she's standing up for Lou and she's standing up for the other women of the show. But it's also like you're fighting a battle that has literally nothing to do with you. And you're fighting a battle that just kind of doesn't make any sense. And I think that's what people are struggling with. See, you guys, I'm working through this as I'm talking because before I was like kind of more team Leah and now I'm like, okay, she kind of needs to shut the fuck up. It's kind of annoying. But I just think we need to really look at our veterans of Roni and be like, are you guys earning your paychecks? Now, I think Luann is earning her paycheck. Will it be time for Sonia to go? Maybe. Will it be time for Ramona to go? Maybe. Also, I have heard Ramona say that she has diarrhea. I've actually seen her fecal matter on this show. And we all just accept it. Like, this is, like, normal. And that's, again, that's why I love Bravo. Because these women are just the gift that keeps on giving. That, like, Ramona is literally at a winery yelling through a door that she has diarrhea at Luann. I am having a problem. So just give me a second. Do you need some help? No, I have a st- I'm having diarrhea. I mean, really? <laughs> I'm sorry you had to hear that. And Luann's just like, oh, sorry. I'm like, this is weird. And then the moment that really got me when Ramona growled 
at Sonia. Oh God, no. I'm not going over there. I feel better now. Also, I noticed that Ramona still uses her iPod Nano. Um, I believe it's the fifth generation. I Googled it. I was just shook by this. It's in her closet. It's plugged into a speaker. And I was asking people what they thought um, Ramona listens to on there. The replies to this were making me laugh so hard because someone said, sweet Caroline. Another one said, I get black eyed peas vibes, uh, which is not wrong. I personally think Ramona, when she gets ready, she listens to Pitbull and David Guetta. Because I feel like she thinks that that's like cool, young, hip music. And it, she's not entirely wrong, but it's just giving me Miami Club vibes, if you know what I mean. Some people were saying Wilson Phillips, um, Happy by Farrell. Uh, or is it Farrell? Happy by Farrell? Excuse me. Happy by Farrell. You know, it's little moments like that that really get me. And then one of my favorite things on Housewives that can ever happen is when we catch them smoking cigarettes. It gives me a rush. I feel exhilarated. I love it. We saw Lou smoke cigarettes with her thong sticking out when she was at the Berkshires while Jules was crying over her dying dad and Lou was just like ripping cigs. It was amazing. I know the women of Roni smoke cigarettes. I also know Dolores smoke cigarettes because there are photos. It doesn't even have to be allegedly. It is real which I love. I love the fact that these women smoke cigarettes. It's just to look at these classy women. <laughs> I don't know how classy they are. We were talking about them having diarrhea. But Lou was just like, I'm smoking cigarettes. I can't give up all my vices. I was like, oh, thank God she admits it. And then Tinsley would smoke cigarettes. I don't know. Drink every time you hear me say cigarettes and you'll be buzzed. You, you'll need a cigarette. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I stand on Roni right now. I'm I'm kind of like meh about it. I think we need to add another housewife. Um, I don't really know where we go from here. Like I said, I could watch him do anything. So we'll see what happens. So last week, I was really focused on Portia Williams and her engagement and all of that, that I really didn't get to touch on the Dallas of it all when it comes to Tiffany Moon, who... I'm obsessed with and just the insanity that ensued on social media between the Westcott's versus the moons, not even the moons. It's one moon and her name is Tiffany. And it, it was insane. Like the things that Cameron was saying about Tiffany on Twitter, saying that the clown emoji is white face and then court and get this, his brother's name is chart court and chart Westcott and they're four feet tall I have photos of them on my Instagram highlights they're just embarrassing human beings they were like tagging Tiffany Moon's employers saying like oh was she hung over while working on patients and you know what I fucking had it I had it I was like I've been a pretty vocal supporter of Tiffany Moon but now I'm like this is fucking ridiculous I was livid because I just found it a little frustrating that Bravo was very, very quick to condemn the actions of Kenya Moore dressing as a Native American for Halloween. But when it comes to a cast member and her husband and her brother-in-law attacking another cast member on social media 
throwing out racist remarks. That just wasn't okay. I drew the line in the sand. I was like, absolutely fucking not. It's just not an okay thing to do. So I posted on my Instagram that, you know, bravo, attention, hello, we're waiting, make moves here. And they did, you guys. The next day, they posted in black and white a little social media note, you know, that said that they are supporters of the Asian American community and that they do not accept bullying and racism of any kind. And I was like, okay, I mean, that's one step in the right direction. But I need what I need people to understand, the Bravo lovers to understand, is that Bravo probably isn't going to come out you know, with a notes app apology and then have it be like, oh yeah, by the way, we fired Cameron Westcott. That's not going to happen. We need to just let that go because it's not happening. We'll probably just never hear from Cameron again on the show. Shit, honestly, I don't know. We still got Kelly Dodd. We might be stuck with Cameron, but with Dallas, I'm just not sure where we go from here. I might be potentially seeing, you know, Tiffany Moon on my trip, TBD, so I'll, I'll get some more scoop then, hopefully. But uh, I believe lawyers are involved. And also, I love when there's a tweet for everything. You know how people do that. They'll be like, hashtag tweet for everything. And someone pulled up the, an old tweet of Cameron's being like, husbands shouldn't fight their wives' battles. And it's like, that's from like maybe two or three years ago. And I'm like, okay, does that energy apply to this situation or no? It's just, it's a mess. I don't think bringing Leanne back is the answer by any means. I do think maybe Carrie Duper or maybe just scrap Dallas altogether and get Tiffany Moon on Married to Medicine where she's surrounded by like-minded women who are doctors and nurses. And you know what? To be honest, I hope Tiffany finds a different hospital to work at, one where she's celebrated and not tolerated because I heard, I believe she said at the reunion and in a clubhouse room that her coworkers fucking hate that she's on this show. They think it's embarrassing. And I'm just like, you know what? Fuck you guys. It's incredible. And she's still doing her job. She still wakes up at 5 a.m. to go to the fucking hospital. So I, I don't know. Just Tiffany Moon till I die. Thank you guys so much for listening this week and please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure to follow me on Instagram at Bravo Historian and Hot Off The Mess is a podcast by The Dip. That's D-I-P-P. See you next week. Enjoy quality homemade meals without the hassle. With Chef, you can choose from thousands of authentic dishes prepared with care by the best local cooks in your community, all made with fresh ingredients and delivered right to your door. It's like your own personal chef with an unbeatable variety. Explore cuisines from over 90 different countries from Mexico to Thailand and more at chef.com. That's chef with an S.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.